Okay, everybody, Guru and Wiz back at you here. Um, we just wrapped up the uh, Carolina Panther podcast, and we are getting ready to delve into the Chicago Bears. It's uh, Monday, the 22nd day of June. And good afternoon again, Wiz. How are we doing? Doing pretty good. You know, every time I'm thinking about the Bears, you know, it comes to mind. You ever seen that Saturday Night Live, uh, Saturday Night Live skit they used to do about the, the Bears, Dicker, oh, uh, the guy uh, Norm, Norm, what's Norm it, uh, from Cheers. Yeah. They would all have the mustache and, you know, the Bears sitting in a bar and uh, and uh, eating food and having a few beers. Uh, I just I love that skit. But that's what I think about every time I think uh, and, you know, start talking about the Chicago Bears. Well, this is going to be uh, certainly an interesting team to talk about because I think um, we, as um, owners of some Bear players last year, got to see a few uh, of these games in action. And I think uh, there was a lot of games where we looked at each other and screamed along with each other saying, what in the heck was going on out there? And I think, um, you know, uh, Matt Nagy has a, has, a, has a lot to work on. I hopefully, ho- hopefully he was watching game film very diligently while he was in lockdown mode because um, I think he would have seen some, some, some serious errors in play calling. Uh, we know the quarterback play was subpar, and they have potentially addressed that situation, and that's where I'm going to lead off with you right now. So the Mitch Trubisky-Nick Foles quote-unquote competition has begun – uh, I would like to ask you, point blank, is it even a competition? Not really. I mean, I think I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of Nick Foles. I think he's okay, um, but I'll be honest. I think Mitch Trubisky makes Nick Foles look like Johnny Unitas. So I think compared to Trubisky, I think you know it'll be a very uh, refreshing atmosphere for the Bears to get Nick Foles in there. I think it'll help the skilled players, especially in wide receiver. I mean, you know what Trubisky can do? He's a great runner for a quarterback. He's great at extending plays. But my goodness, he misses so many throws. His footwork is terrible. His accuracy is horrendous. His reading of defenses is terrible as well. So I think Nick Foles' addition will certainly help um, Anthony Miller, uh, Allen Robinson as well. Um, You know, I'm not sure about the running backs, I I guess, because I think they'll be on the field a little bit more, uh, converting some more third downs and keeping the ball and and giving more opportunities to Montgomery and Tariq Cohen. But I think Foles clearly is the better of the two quarterbacks. It's sad when you take a quarterback that early in a draft and you kind of give it up on him that quickly, but... I don't know. Do you see any other way uh, for the Bears to go except for, you know, give Nick Foles the keys to the kingdom there? So here's the thing. Um, This team hired, if I'm not mistaken, um, uh, Bill Lazor is going to be the offensive coordinator this year. And the year when uh, when Chip Kelly was the coach of of the Eagles and the year that Nick Foles threw 27, what was he, 27 touchdowns and two interceptions or something like that? Um, Yeah. Lazor was his offensive coordinator I even think, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think DiFilippo is going to be the quarterback's coach here, too, who was the guy who was with him with the Eagles and followed him to Jacksonville last year. So there's a lot. This 
this is all but a, you know, I don't know. Nick Foles is going to have to be throwing passes like uh, Elaine on Seinfeld danced uh, for, to lose this job. That's, that's kind of my view uh, of this. So, so I very much see that, that, that Nick Foles is going to be the quarterback. And, you know, the fact that, you know, you mentioned Trubisky, how, 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 you know, at times how abysmal he was. But there were still some interesting performances that, were, that, that happened at the wide receiver position, yes, and, we'll, and we'll talk about that. I think this, these two guys at receiver may be two of the most underdrafted and undervalued guys coming into this season, uh, you know, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But, yeah, I think this is going to be Nick Foles' job. Trubisky just hasn't done it. Uh, you know, the team has made a lot of mistakes. I looked at uh, explosive plays. Only the New York Jets had a less explosive offense than the Chicago Bears last year. So there was nothing exciting or imaginative about this offense. They took a considerable step back from where they were in 2018, where, you know, Nagy's first year, they really showed up. Now, granted, you know, they don't have a uh, – where when Nagy was in, in, in Kansas City, they had a guy like Kelsey. Um, they, they don't have that kind of dimension here, and we'll talk a little bit about the tight end position. But, yeah, I think Nick Foles will be an improvement over Trubisky, and I don't see any way that Trubisky's going to have this job barring a, a significant injury to Foles. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, it really is a shame when you take a, a quarterback in your draft that high, and you know you kind of have to move on from him so quickly. But um, think about who, think about who he was he was taken ahead of, right? He was taken ahead of um, uh, both Watson and Mahomes. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sickening. Just sickening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it happens though, and um, so I, I, you know, Foles will, will you know, will 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 take over, and we'll see how. Uh, how potent that offense can be. Um, I was disappointed in David Montgomery last year. Uh, I thought the, you know, the offensive line was terrible. Uh, he looked, you know, uh, he, he looked unsure of his, of himself. He looked like he was lacking some confidence. Uh, I, again, I thought the coaching staff did not utilize him in the right, in the right way. Uh, he does have ability. Um, I think, he can certainly, you know, move up and make strides from last year. I don't know how they're going to work that Montgomery Terry Cohen duo, play them on the field at the same time, which is something they really should do, considering both can catch the ball, both can run it. Uh, Montgomery is more of an inside the tackles guy than what you want to do with Tariq Cohen. But I was kind of disappointed with the usage of those players. But it's tough when you have running backs in fantasy football and they just can't make first downs and they're never on the field. So how do you view the duo with running back for the Bears coming in this year? Yeah, so um, so let's start with Montgomery, who had uh, just about 900 yards rushing, and I think I agree with you. At times, he he was unsure, didn't hit the hole, uh, you know, quite with the fervor that I would have liked to have seen. I think I think they didn't they, they I don't think they ever really ran the player outside. You know, it was always kind of boring first and second down, very predicting play calling, which I think hampered him as well. So I'd, I'd like to see more imaginative play calling, uh, which will which will ultimately help him a, as a player. But as you said, he did exhibit some nice skills when he caught the ball out of, out of the backfield. So I think I think upside potential is there for, for Montgomery. Uh, and as for um, uh, Tariq Cohen, uh, first off, I know he was he was taking some yoga classes to build up his strength a little bit. Um, I think, you know, at times he would find himself nicked up. He's a pretty diminutive guy. But he did catch 80 balls last year, uh, you know, something that you cannot ignore in PPR leagues. So, you know, look, I would like to see this offense, 
you know, utilize its running backs in, in, a, in a better way. And, and perhaps with both players, and I'm, I'm going to say this, I think they can get Christian, Christian McCaffrey-like numbers if you put the two of these guys together. I think it's a potential to get that out of these two guys because both guys catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, though, I mean, because when you're drafting them, you're not drafting them as a cohesive unit. No. You're drafting them individually. So from that standpoint, do you like either guy particularly coming into the season? Do you think Montgomery could be a top 15 uh, running back this year? So I think I know what I have in Tariq Cohen. Um, I think David Montgomery is a nice, is a nice reach player. Uh, where he'll probably fall outside the top 15, at least on draft day, but he may return you more uh, demonstrative yield in terms of where you draft him in a, in a roto draft or, or where you, what you pay for him in, in an auction draft. So, so I think he's kind of one of those players that's a little bit under the radar, could get the ball a decent amount of times, will benefit from better play calling and better quarterback play, and as a whole, his his production will go up. So I like him as an upside potential player this year. Yep. I think that's uh, fair enough. And you, you mentioned, um, you mentioned the wide receiver duo for the bears. And I, I like both those players, Allen Robinson um, and, and Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller really started to emerge and uh, with a competent passer, uh, I'm just wondering what both of those players uh, are capable of. And uh, just because their offense is, was so bad, not so much Allen Robinson, but Anthony Miller is such an afterthought uh, in people in, in the fantasy football community in terms of drafting wide receivers. Uh, and he played so well uh, the last half of the season. Um, what, are your, what are your expectations for the, for the Allen Robinson-Anthony Miller duo this year? I, I, I actually, first of all, I love Allen Robinson. He caught 98 balls with a quarterback who was not playing well. So that says a lot to me. And they fed the player, so they'll feed the player again. So I really like Allen Robinson. He's probably getting drafted somewhere between 10 and 20, uh, but he could produce top top 10 numbers very easily and, and with better quarterback play. So I like that. And, and Miller, as you mentioned, you know, we owned him in a couple of leagues um, and, you know, he had an explosive five or six game period. I remember Ricky was, or our boy Ricky was doubting us playing him on Thanksgiving day. In fact, he was even joking around in the second quarter. Why did we start this guy? And he ended up exploding for, I think he had like nine catches for 140 yards and a touchdown. I think Miller had a five game stretch where he had something like 30 or 35 catches and every game was at least 70 yards received and they started to get him involved and then he got hurt I think it was in the first week of the playoffs that damn shoulder which has been a nagging thing for him over the course of his career so and I think he had a procedure on it again so hopefully he can get that rectified but Anthony Miller is well under the radar and one of those definite sleepers coming into the season I drafted Anthony Miller last year I mean he was one of those guys um, that I thought uh, you know, can can really do something given the chance, and uh, just um, it just it's just so difficult to watch sometimes. That Bears offense, it can you know make you lose patience with your players. But well, he, the thing is, really... the thing is, they don't really have much behind those two guys, right? The Cordaro Patterson is more of a gadget yeah, because, guy. I think they drafted, they drafted Donnell Mooney. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like in the you know like uh, you know. Uh, 
different type of receiver, uh, speedy outside receiver. So I think uh, he, he, you know, he'll get some playing time. Uh, you know, I think I think there's some real expectations for some of these offensive Bears, uh, the receivers for the Bears. Um, if you know, with, with the thought that Nick Foles could step in there and and be much more productive than Trubisky is, you got to really feel there's some a real chance for those receivers to uh, to make an impact this year in fantasy football. So let me ask you one question about one player, Brett, and, and you watch a lot more of college than I do. Um, but Riley Ridley only got in the field at the very end of last season. He was hurt most of last year. Um, any views on him becoming that third receiver there? Because I don't think Patterson is really that player, but Ridley's going to be the guy that gets first shot at getting that third receiver job. What's your, what's your views on Riley Ridley? Calvin Ridley's younger brother. Um, I, I, I like him. I think he's, you know, just like his brother, a great route runner. Uh, and if he could stay healthy, will 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 contribute. Uh, I think he could be that third guy for sure. Um, so I think I think he'll he'll be utilized. Um, I'm not sure about the playing time because I'm not sure how many tight ends the Bears plan on playing on the field at the same time. One, two, six. Ten? Who knows? They they have about twenty five on their roster. They signed one in the off season. They drafted one with their first pick. I don't know how many tight ends the Bears plan on using uh, on offense. So you know, what do you think about the signing of Jimmy Graham? I absolutely Jimmy Graham's game is done as far as I'm con- concerned. So he was a very elite player, former college basketball player. Um, you know, I, I think you know he had his moment in the sun. Um, when he played uh, at, at New Orleans, out of the University of Miami, um, you know, had a couple of just monster, monster seasons. You know, he looked like he was running with cement shoes most of the time last year. He dropped balls. I, you know, I just don't think Jimmy Graham has much left in the tank. He caught like 35 balls from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, you know, great quarterback. And if you're not catching balls from him, I think just the speed's gone. His game is gone. Um, I, I, you know, Again, I thought you you thought very strongly that they reached for Cole Komet uh, in that second spot uh, in the second round with their with their first pick. Um, I thought that was an interesting move that they made, despite the fact that they had signed him. So, you know, they probably are expecting things from Komet. So maybe he surprises us. But I think you have some some opinions on that. But but I think Jimmy Graham's game is finito. Yeah, I thought the signing was terrible. Then after the signing, you compound that by taking Cole Komet with your number. You know, the 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 the, the, the pick didn't make any sense. The player didn't make sense to be take, taken that early. Then after you signed the tight end, I don't know why you were taking him with that pick anyhow. So I, I don't like what the Bears did there. I'm, I'm not sure there's real organization uh, with what they're doing. Uh, it just seems to be a lot of discombobulation, quite frankly, with what they're doing. So. Um, so there's one I guy, though, I'm going I'm to mention one guy at tight end who is interesting to me and who did play for Matt Nagy, and that is Demetrius Harris, who was the back You love that player. You love that guy. I love that you guy. Love I think he's a, an elite athlete, and I, I found it curious, like Kirkwood is on the Carolina roster, I found it curious that he's sitting there as, I think he's slated as the fourth or the fifth tight end, but he played for the Chiefs. Matt Nagy knows what he's got, and he is on this roster. So I'm going to say that's someone that you should just keep in the corner of your eye. How about that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think he's probably the best tight end in their roster. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, how much playing time he's going to you know, have. I think when it comes to ranking your tight ends and looking at tight ends to draft, when you see the Chicago Bears next to the name of a player at the tight end position, just take your magic marker and draw a giant X and say, <laughs> move on to the, to the next tight end. It's just not going to work out because, you know, they're either going to split playing time or they're not going to be very productive. I don't think that we're telling anyone uh, – Anything brilliant here. Yeah. People are, are really going to go out of their way to draft Cole Kmet or uh, or Jimmy Graham at this stage. I'll, I'll tell you what. When I really take a look, when I take a step back, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of my fr- a couple of friends of mine. My friend Plav is a big uh, Bears fan. I'm looking at the mistakes that have been made by this team, and you know, we're talking about drafting Trubisky high. The travesty we're about to, you know, what took place by them not signing Robbie Gould and all of the drama that's gone on with the kicking position with the Bears, which I don't even think I'm going to talk about the kicker here um, because it's really he's not very good. It's Eddie Pinero, so it's not something that I really want to talk about. But one of the things that I will say here, and I think you know, I'll, I'll look for your um, opinion as well, is I don't think any team's defense was more impacted by its lousy offense than the Chicago Bear defense. Do you think that statement is an embellishment or not? No, I agree 100%. I was just going to talk about that. You know, it's just that, you know, the defense from 2018 was so elite. And, you know, they were able to stay on the field a little more and they were able to get ahead of games and able to get that pass rush going. No, it's just a combination of things where some of their players on defense look a little disinterested or frustrated. Some of them are hurt. Their offense can't stay on the field, causing their defense to be on the field for so many plays, eventually getting worn down. So for those that are analyzing defense slash special teams and the Chicago Bears two years ago at the very, very top kind of fell like somewhere in the middle of the pack based on poor offense mostly. How do you view the Bears? I think Nick Foles certainly helps the prospects of the Bears defense coming into the year. Do you put the Bears smack in the top 10 somewhere? Do you have them as high as top five? Like, what's your view on the Bears coming in this year in terms of defense special teams? So, you know, uh, there's pr- because they were kind of a middle-of-the-road defense, I think there's a good chance they get, at least initially, are slightly outside the top 10. But if you do get that, if you do get that improvement from the offense, which will help the defense – and they do have a pretty good returner in Cordaro Patterson. You know, we mentioned him as being like a Swiss Army knife in this offense. He's not really – he doesn't really have a position, but he certainly can return the ball, and he's still on this roster. So this is a, this is a, this is a special team defense that could, could actually do some damage here and, and not necessarily get drafted in the top ten. That's, that's, that's what I would say. I think another thing that, you know, you have to take a little bit of a pause, pause about, you know, the Bears defense, why you, you wouldn't think, oh, they're going to right, go back to the top five, is they're playing six games against the Vikings, the Packers, and the Lions, who all have more than competent offenses, really good quarterbacks, 
elite wide receivers on all of those teams. Um, and, and, and it's not like, you know, last year the Patriots going up against, you know, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Bills, six games, and you know they're going to run it up and put up big numbers in those games. So that's another thing you have to uh, take into consideration is the schedule, who they're playing, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, just a, it's just a division where the teams are very strong on offense uh, aside from the Bears. So when you're going up against those offenses, sometimes it's just difficult to put up big, big numbers against those offenses. Yep. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So, all right. Well, that's. Uh, I don't have anything to add. Uh, you know, looking forward, obviously, to continuing uh, to talk about the teams uh, one day at a time. And uh, I guess the next two teams are up are both in the same division, right? That would be Cincinnati and Cleveland. So I look forward to those discussions. Do you have anything more to add on the Bears or, or any other insight at this juncture? Yeah, I just remember what Sam Weiss yelled into that microphone. We're not Cleveland! <laughs> <laughs> this is in Cleveland. Oh, yeah, can't wait to talk about those two teams, two, uh, two interesting uh, teams. For sure. All right, fantastic, Wiz. Well, enjoy the rest of your uh, summer Monday, and uh, we will talk to you later in the week. Uh, thanks very much from Guru and the Wiz. See you later, everybody. You got it.